Hello and welcome to All Things Urticaria from Medthority. In this series of podcasts, our host, Professor Marcus Maurer, is joined by his friends and colleagues to discuss all things urticaria. Over to Professor Maurer. Hello and welcome back to All Things Urticaria, your UCARE podcast. My name is Marcus, I'm here in Berlin, and I have the pleasure to speak to Caroline Mann today. Hi, Caroline. Hi, nice to see you. Yeah, (laughs) it is nice to see and hear you. People uh, out there, you don't know that I'm actually seeing my guests in addition to speaking to them. So that makes for a good conversation that I'm looking forward to having with you. Caroline, let me briefly introduce yourself. You are um, a uticariologist in the first place, but also a sleep expert. And uh, today we're going to talk about sleep. Why is sleep interesting to you as a topic for research? So, um, yes, sleep is really interesting for me because I started um, to, like, get interested in sleep when I was a student, actually, because I started working in a sleep laboratory. And um, that's when when I first got into touch with sleep and um, yeah, and after um, I finished uh, working as, as a student in a sleep laboratory, I um, started to actually learn how to read um, the, the polysomnographic um, um, read messages that I um, got from this um, sleep laboratory. Um, and, as, and this is so I, after my studies, I did uh, more sleep uh, research and uh, got myself um, yeah, involved with sleep. And um, when I started doing dermatology, um, I um, actually saw that a lot of dermatologic patients reported um, problems with their sleep. And that's uh, why I decided to do some research on it. Really cool. Uh, hey, before we go into this in a bit more detail, um, can you explain to our listeners what a sleep laboratory is? What do what do what do people do in a sleep laboratory? So, um, if you have having troubles sleep to sleep, then um, most people want to find out why they're sleeping bad. Okay. So, um, most of the time, um, it's because of sleep apnea. That so you have troubles breathing and you have this um, during the night and then you wake up because of it and um, sleep apnea is associated with a lot of different um, diseases so um, there we know that it leads to cardiovascular problems but also depression and also certain kinds of other problems but there are more than 100 different kinds of um, sleep disturbances so um, in the sleep lab, um, that's um, that's the way to find out what kind of sleep disturbance um, you suffer from. Is it insomnia, for example? Insomnia is the most common one. Um, often insomnia is also just a symptom because you maybe because of medication or because of another disease you're suffering from, like urticaria, for example. But it can be also a disease on its own. Understood. Very interesting. Look, I want to touch on two things with you. One, uh, urticaria as a disease and how it is linked to sleep or bad sleep. And then we will also talk about the consequences of uh, how these two are linked. Let's let's start with the beginning. Um, 
many people don't sleep well. I know that. Um, why is it that urticaria patients more often than patients without this disease have sleep disturbances? So, yeah, this is really interesting um, that um, we saw when patients come into our hospital, normally we don't ask them for their sleep problems. That wouldn't be like the first thing that would come to your mind when you see a carrier mm. patient, right? But um, when you start asking them, then I must say that about 80 to 90 percent tell, tell you that, yes, I have trouble sleeping. Wow. And um, so... This the, the problem is, um, of course, or the reason is why they sleep bad is because, for example, um, that sometimes they think, oh, it's, it's the itching that they that keeps them awake. Um, others say it's burning skin. Others say, oh, it's probably because of I'm I'm really depressed about my um, condition, mm. and this is also something that affects your sleep. Um, but I'm pretty sure there's more to it. Um, I'm sure that there's more that the, the patients actually tell us or can tell us because they don't know how they sleep. Yeah. Um, so it's really important to objectify it. Yes. And, and, you know, sleep disturbance is such a big topic. Is it that urticaria patients have problems falling asleep? Is it that they wake up too early and can't fall back to sleep? Is it that they wake up in the middle of the night? Uh, give us a little bit of more color on what the problems are that patients have. So you um, did the right definition of insomnia already. So insomnia is defined by um, not getting, uh, not um, trouble falling asleep, um, trouble staying asleep or waking up too early. And it can be all the all of them or just one. Mm. And we did some research in it um, just by um, using a questionnaire and ask the patients what they think is the most um, most um, um, the, the biggest problem for them and the younger patient uh, patient they told us that it's the problem that they wake up too early hmm. um, so um, that, that's what they told us um, and but there were also some patients who said it's um, because they um, have trouble falling asleep so it's I think it's a mix between like all, all different um, kinds of problems. Yeah, see, this is what I would have thought. And this is what I often hear from my patients. You know, it's always stronger in the evening or at night compared to the morning. So that may be one thing. Then when I'm in bed, you know, everything else falls away and I focus on the itch and that drives me crazy. And so it's the itch plus being so frustrated with it. Um, that I think many patients see as a problem. And the things they do to then fall asleep, no, take cold showers in the middle of the night as if that helps mm. to, uh, to, to go to sleep. Uh, Mamma mia. Now, what about taking an old sedating antihistamine? Wouldn't that solve um, the problem? No, two, two flies, no. How do you say that? Uh, two birds with one stone. You take care of the itch and you make yourself tired. You fall asleep. What's your opinion on this as a sleep expert? Yeah, I don't recommend it, actually, because there are a lot of um, studies who showed that um, your REM sleep, the dream sleep, um, will be uh, suppressed. So, um, And you need your dream sleep to um, have get a good sleep hygiene, to have good sleep hygiene. And um, yeah, I mean, 
they they actually there's like a really interesting paper from um, where they looked at the sleep from soldiers in a war and um, they um, suffered from post-traumatic stress syndrome and mm. they had no REM sleep and mm. so we we know that we need our REM sleep to deal with stress so it's super important and if you don't if you're stressed by your ticaria and then you're stressed by your bad sleep and then I think that's a vicious cycle that so Perfect. I wouldn't recommend that yeah, perfect segue, maybe, Carolina, because I expect that you will um, tell us a little bit more about how complex the consequences are of not sleeping well. No, sometimes we think of, well, you don't sleep well, means you're tired, you sleep it off the next night. Um, but of course, if this, and you said vicious cycle, if this keeps going, then one can expect uh, further impairment down the road. Is that your experience as well? I mean, we know also, and I mean, you did a lot of research on it too, with that um, depression is associated with urticaria. Yeah. And we also know that um, bad sleep is associated with depression. And so um, I think, um, and, and also we know that bad sleep um, has uh, um, influence, influences our immune system. So we get a weaker immune system. So I think there's a strong link between um, skin diseases uh, and sleep. Um, and I think it's really important that you don't lose the focus on, on sleep and because it's in under, really under, um, and underestimated. Underestimated, underdiagnosed and undertreated. I mean, when do you think about good sleep as a target of good urticaria treatment? I think you're absolutely right. We have to bring this on board, assess it, and make sure that our treatment is working. Is there is there a trick that we can learn from you? I mean, good treatment is good treatment. You want patients to be free of signs and symptoms, but is there anything specific we could do to target bad sleep in patients with urticaria? So, um, I mean, right now, there's not like a um, the solution to uh, the urticaria sleep problem. That's what I want to find out, of course, what exactly the problem is. But um, you can give like general recommendations and ask people, for example, at what time they uh, go to bed and what time they wake up and make sure to advise them, for example, to um, go to bed at the same time in the evening, wake up at the same time in the morning and try to avoid caffeine, try to avoid, because the caffeine has a really sure. long half-life, um, and also try to avoid um, alcohol, because this will lead to REM uh, sleep depression as well. And um, there's uh, like some some tips you can get, uh, give your urticaria patients that at least um, the surroundings yeah. uh, good, but we of course we have to find out um, what else is there to do or to help them? Caroline, we're talking about urticaria as if uh, there were a standard patient, but there are male and female patients, yeah. old and young patients, patients with angioedema, wheels or both, patients with chronic inducible urticaria, chronic spontaneous urticaria or both. Do we know enough about these subgroups of patients or subtypes of urticaria to link them to patterns in sleep problems? No, I think we still have, uh, have to learn a lot about them because um, 
yes, the, the sleep um, problem and the, those patients, I think most of the sleep problem is, um, is because of um, symptoms during the night, of course. Mm. And so maybe it's inducible you to carry a suffer less you can guess because they don't have if they're not exposed to the um to the trigger Mm. but um this is something we really need to find out if there is differences between those groups what are you working on caroline is that one of the question your present (laughs) research this is one of my questions yes okay cool very very exciting um look our time is almost up but I do not want to let you go without asking you the million dollar question. You know, there's a lot of questions that are still unanswered. But if I gave you today a million, ah, what? Let's make it five million euros <laughs> to run a project that could really uh, thoroughly, in depth, and long term solve the biggest, most relevant problem or question in sleep and urticaria, what would you do? Would you put urticaria patients into a sleep lab? Would you, what would you do? Yes, that's actually because the sleep lab is really expensive and um, to look at as many different patients with different kinds of urticaria as possible, you have to have um, sleep uh, sleep lab and many sleep labs. And, and so that's what I would do. Uh, I would like put the you to carry patients into a sleep lab and look at the different um, patterns of their sleep and um, yeah and that would be super exciting to see i agree with you 100 let me start saving up and uh, hopefully um, we will get some funding your way look Urticaria research is underfunded across the board, and there's so many interesting questions, including on the link of sleep and urticaria. We need to bring money to the research of these interesting questions. Carolina, thank you so much for joining me today. It was a true pleasure to learn from you all about all the exciting research. Anything that you want to give our fellow urticariologists on their way? So uh, thank you, Marcus. It was a pleasure for me actually talking to you. It was really, it made it so much fun. And um, yes, I want to say that um, that you really have to ask your patients if they um, have trouble sleeping and address this problem and yeah, do some research on it. Carolina, one last question. You just brought me to this. Do you use a tool or is the open question the right way to go? How do you have sleep problems when you talk to patients? What's the best approach? So there is a good questionnaire that we use. uh, It's called the Insomnia Severity Index. It's a short questionnaire, um, 10 questions, and then you will have like a short um, overview of the symptoms um, or if your patient suffers from insomnia. Super. Okay. Very helpful tip towards the end. Carolina, again, all the best for your research. Thank you so much for taking the time. More focus on sleep, folks. That's what we want in urticaria and other itchy uh, skin diseases. For sure, itch and sleep are linked. Let's find out how and how to stop that. Carolina Mann from Mainz. Uh, Folks, this was another episode of All Things Urticaria, your UCARE podcast, and we will have more for you.
and we will have for you what you want. So let us know what you want. Uh, we can touch on the topics that are of interest to you. Many more podcast episodes to follow. For now, thanks again, Carolina. Thank you, Marcus. And thank you to our listeners. Be well, stay safe, and talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Medthority would like to thank Marcus Maurer for that fascinating insight into UCARE. If you have any other questions regarding urticaria, please feel free to ask us via our website, www.medthority.com. Remember to tune in for the next episode of All Things Urticaria. From all of us at All Things Urticaria from Medthority, have a lovely week.